Hello and welcome back to the Daily Scrub Podcast. This is Blair. I'm still alive uh, amidst the lockdown, amidst the virus. And I can't believe it's been over a month since my last podcast. Probably, sadly, the longest break since the podcast was invented. Uh, And honestly, I don't know where the time has gone. Um, The last three or four weeks have felt like one giant kind of fuzzy day all blended in together. Um, And somehow all these things I wanted to get done, um, I have been working, but there's other kind of side projects that I really wanted to do. Uh, And you'd think that being at home, most of the time you would get them done, but some of them have just slipped away. Um, so I just put that down to, um, the monotony of the kind of lockdown period. Um, and yeah, kind of lost a lot of structure in my typical week and days. So, you know, once I lost the structure, it kind of like the, the flow also seemed to go with it and it got messy. I might've done a podcast about this before like if you don't have structure around your flow your flow gets really messy and uh, I feel like that's what happened to me in the last month so here we are I've got no agenda for this podcast at this point in time so I'm just going to see what pops into my head in the next 10 seconds and see what comes through um, and what I've learned over the last month um, that would be worthy of your time and attention for the next little while um, I have to admit I've got a book buying addiction um, the last two months. I reckon I've bought about 25 books. Um, most of them I've looked at. <laughs> uh, some of them I've read completely. I don't really read, I buy a lot of non-fiction, so it's not like I read them cover to cover. I pick out the bits that I, I'm interested in. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so one of my favorite little alternative shops in Elwood closed down last week. And so I went in and they were getting rid of stuff. And so I bought like, I think, 10 books and some mega kind of crystals for my daughter and her birthday. Um, so that was a winner. Um, but... The thing that's come through the most, besides just what I noticed about, you know, structure and flow, has been um, still just reflecting on the way energy will either bind us to things or repel us from things. And I find that this works on such a subtle level that we've got no idea actually what's going on on the conscious level and this happens all the time it's going on all the time and because we can't experience it with our five senses and because our conscious mind is running programs of how we should live our life there is this gap between what we think's going on and what I feel is really going on. So um, the other thing that I've been studying is the field of energy 
that binds us all, right? So as part of our makeup, so if you break like basically everything down, we're just a collection of, you know, uh, subatomic particles, right? Um, and, uh, and that kind of goes beyond, you know, atoms, mole- you know, molecules into atoms, into parts of atoms. And that's kind of as far as they've really got. And then in, in that sphere, there's just this energetic life force, right? So we've, it's been, it's the prana, it's the chi, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the universe, right? Just this um, infinite, infinite field of energy. And so we're all plugged into this field of energy. And to me, this is what's dictating what's going on all the time. Now, the weird part is, is that us humans have this consciousness where we kind of get a say in how it's going to work out for us individually, which is really interesting because it seems like whoever's pulling the strings in the universe has a plan because without a plan nothing really gets created right and this works for us and then as an extension it it, it kind of has to work for the universe right if you sit down uh and go well there's no there's nothing like i'm, I'm not going to do anything or i can't think of anything nothing happens right but the minute we start to think about something, we can create it and then we can take action and we can, and we can make it real, like make it a reality. And, and so the universe just seems to work that way as well. So in, in some sense, we've got to kind of hand over and say, well, look, there's some kind of master plan in place um, that's just transpiring in its own way, in its own time, all of that. Now for us, we get to have a part because somehow that plan is reflected in us as well as a human and everybody has the same capabilities. And when we uh, when we decide on things, we can create it. And humans have created this is the amazing thing about humans compared to all the these other species out there is we've created just amazing stuff, right? Not to say animals can't create amazing stuff. They can. Stuff that we can't make. But ours is just on a, on a bigger level, grander level. Not to say that making a spider web, you know, making a cobweb is, is some serious technology in there. But, um, you know, we've kind of... feel like we've kind of expanded our technology so we can fly to other planets and things like that so what does that mean it means that we have we have the ability to choose and we have the ability to create and and we have the ability and i think what's the most important of all is cultivating your own energy field so the work that you put in the scrubbing and the meditating and the yoga and everything like that it has to go into cultivating the, a field of energy that is going to open you up to more creativity and more creative potential. And so therefore, you can bring more of what you want into your life. 
all right? Um, and I think this kind of fits in with the law of attraction principles, but I think it's kind of, it's more than that because um, it's not just law of attraction, it's, it's kind of law of creation. It's like our fundamental ability to create our own reality. Uh, and it's just a really interesting area of science right now, and they're trying. There's some seriously heavy-hitting scientists putting some massive work together to validate uh, some of these things that, up until fairly, you know, recently, is considered just quite far-fetched. And that's going to be really interesting, I think, in the next little while. I mean, they've already kind of cracked a few codes. Um, one of those is the power of intention which is again, the ability for us to create things that we think about. And that all comes from energy, like this, this cultivated field of energy that you yourself can work on. And with practice and with some dedication to it, you can create really peaceful states, really calm states, really healthy states in the body. And then when you come into contact with things that aren't healthy, this field of yours will tell you so, and it will say, no, 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 not for you. Not for you, this giant triple cheeseburger with fries with loaded mayonnaise and sauce on, on it, right? No, it's not going to work for you. Um, and it just depends on what, again, just what you want. You have the ability to choose what you want, and you decide what you want, and then you can work on your... And, and a field of energy that will bring it to you more often than not. And I think that's the whole game. I think this is the whole game that we're playing. And you don't have to go too much f further, sorry, you, you don't have to go too far out of yourself to bring things in. This is the, this is the paradox. Like when we want things, we, we go after them and strive for them and, and try and engineer them and logic them and um, manipulate like external circumstances so they happen and that is tiring stressful um, hard work um, but really it's the work is on opening energetically being able to receive you know fields of abundant energy into the body that will allow you to bring in stuff that you want. And that can be a romantic partner, that could be, you know, a job, that could be, you know, favorable circumstances. It really can go like that. Doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect. The world doesn't work like that. There's balance, but it's gonna be favorable more often than not. And and then the the external circumstances mean less because your own state is so healthy, so grounded, so at peace that you can walk into a, a storm of emotions and you don't get sucked in, right? You might feel it and you'll know what's going on, but you won't get sucked in. You won't kind of, as Eckhart Tolle say, activate your pain body and then you feel like crap, right? And then you have to shake that off. But this seems to be the game. Like we're, we, we are literally, you know, the, the, you know, the, the chi, the prana, like these ancient cultures, they, they, they knew of this, right? And it survived many thousands of years, these kind of concepts. Um, and 
and that's that's the game. That is the game. It's cultivating your your energy fields, um, and soon, if one day science will catch up to this, and this will be what's going on for everybody, uh, and whether you can try and manipulate it artificially so it's easy for people, you don't have to actually kind of meditate and um, try and break down your ego layers and and deal with crap in your life. You know, it'll be a, a, you know, people want you know, the easy way, more often than not, and there's nothing wrong with that either, but sometimes you just have to do what you have to do, right? So, um, so this is it, the field, like playing in the field, and, and uh, you get to create your field, and then the world will shape around you what your field is like, um, but you, you, get to, you get a big say in it, a really, really big say. The mind has to come out of the equation. We've got to stop thinking, logicking, reasoning. It's toxic. It's really unhealthy. We've got to start feeling more, being more, and and then all of these layers, like we talk about in the scrub for a while now, just start to melt away. And then once they melt away, the heart will open. The heart is the the beacon for life. It's the beacon for abundance. It's the beacon for healing and health. And once that is open, you transform. Again, ancient cultures knew this. Romans, Greeks, Chinese, you know, India, they all knew this. This is not new information, but it's got lost um, about 300 years ago when everything started to turn into a machine. Um, and we've we've kept a worldview that's now 300 to 400 years old. But the worldview before that was actually more, you know, that had that had transcended many more generations, I think is actually more accurate and why there's a renaissance in, in consciousness and all these types of things. Because people know, like you know the truth and it's not a, it's not a mental thing, it's a, a knowing of the body. The body knows, the heart will know, it'll tell you, the gut will know, it'll tell you. So, um, so I think I'll call this podcast The Field. And I don't know if I mentioned this in a, another episode or not, but one thing I have always been curious about is why my mum called me Blair. And um, because it's kind of an unusual name, you know, it's not a typical name, more of a surname, but, you know, it's used in America. It's like more of a girl's name here. It's kind of more of a, a boy's name, girl, guy's name. But you know, not common. And you know, I was looking, and so you know, my whole past has been down. You know, like you know, discovered energy and consciousness and all this stuff, and and energy fields. And Blair actually means field in Scottish. It's a Scottish word for field or plain. Um, and so I was like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> so there you go, um, the universe. What can I say? So anyway, um, good to be back. Uh, thanks for listening. If if I do have any listeners, I do appreciate you um, tuning in. I hope you got something out of this uh, return episode and uh, kind of a meandering monologue. Um, but I hope you got something out of that. So I'll be back when it happens. <laughs> I don't want to make promises because... I hate saying I'll be back tomorrow and I don't, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll join you again soon. 
Have a wonderful day.